You're listening to the You're Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment too. Welcome back to You're Such a Catch. Everyone has a story to share, a past, a collection of moments in time that help shape and mold them into the person they are today. Well, today I'm going to share some moments from my life, a part of my story, in hopes that it can be used to help you in your journey. Before we get to it, do me a favor if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast player you're using. This will notify you when a new episode of your Such a Catch drops. And while you're listening and scrolling your social media, feel free to give your girl a follow at, you guessed it, you're such a catch on the gram, Facebook, and Twitter. I gave in this week and I started the old TikTok. <laughs> Do not expect greatness just yet. Mm-mm, I am not there. I am still trying to figure it out, but I am definitely on for your viewing pleasure. So check it out. I'm also dipping my freshly manicured toe into the video realm. So make sure to subscribe to You're Such a Catch on YouTube. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you feel like you're ready to take our relationship to the next level, join YSC Unfiltered, my members-only site. It's like OnlyFans, but not. <laughs> you can make a pledge of $3, $5, $10, $25, up to $50 a month to help with the production costs of the pod by going to you'resuchacatch.com backslash unfiltered. To my ride or die crew of Veronica, Keeks, Katie, Dion, Karen, Angel, Wayne, and Kelly, thank you. I love you guys. What'd you think of last week's unfiltered episode, eh? <laughs> Spoiler alert, I dropped some news on this week's episode about a man who's entered the picture. You guys, it's a man that I think I manifested. If you want the juicy 411, hop onto Unfiltered and you'll have plenty of bonus episodes, blog posts, and behind the scenes to binge. One last thing before we get to it. If you're new, You're Such a Catch is more than a podcast. It's an inclusive community. ISC is a platform for us to discuss everything from dating and relationships to women empowerment, social issues, and my favorite, manifestation. The key is to uplift one another, to share our knowledge, to cheer each other on. And if you're single and you want a shot at being our feature Friday catch of the week, submit that application at yoursuchacatch.com backslash catch of the week. Catch of the week is a fun way to highlight members of the YSC community showcasing why they're such a catch and perhaps finding their perfect match in the process. If you knew me since grade school, you would call my story a glow up, the evolution of Aaron. Maybe it started with the sweet bowl cuts my mom used to do for my brother and me. Oh, not herself. She never cut our hair, but she actually took us to kids cuts where she would pay to have our hair cut like that. You guys, I was a smart kid. I was in gate, gifted and talented education. I invented the Snap It in third grade. It was a necklace that used a snap instead of a clasp. I had immaculate handwriting and tons of freckles. Like most Virgos, I strive for perfection. If I was coloring and I got a little outside of the lines, I would throw that page away and start a new one. I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up, nor did I really understand the value or importance of a college education. I did, however, want to escape the small town I grew up in because of some trauma I endured in high school. 
Trauma has its way of embedding itself into your story, almost changing the trajectory of your path, your thinking, your belief system, and leaving you questioning, why me? I used to spend hours thinking, why me? Not that I'd wish what had happened to me on anyone else in this world, because I wouldn't, but I wondered why God, why the universe selected me of all people to face a particular challenge or obstacle. When you're younger, at least in my experience, and you endure trauma, depending on the severity and also what it is, you usually bottle it up inside. This was me. This was my coping skill. I didn't want anyone to think less of me. I didn't want my reputation as a preppy student of the month star athlete to be tainted by something negative. I often even blamed myself for the things that occurred. I must have been bringing them on. I must have been doing something that led to this punishment. And sure, I can be responsible for choices I made, putting myself in not-so-safe environments, but at the same time, I was a kid. I was growing up. I was learning. I was discovering who I was, and I was giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. You guys, I was a people pleaser. I needed everyone to like me. There wasn't any other way. Sometimes this desire to appease others still shows up today. High school set the tone for my first traumatic experience. I nearly died in a car crash. I decided to sneak out like I normally would, but I took it a step further. I snuck out and I took my dad's Bronco. It looked just like OJ's. I picked up my high school boyfriend at the time and his buddy. I let my boyfriend take the wheel and I rode on the center console. It wasn't a proper seat. I don't know if you've ever been in a Bronco, but there's no seatbelt there. It's not intended to be a seat. (laughs) On the way back from the lake or wherever we went, I had fallen asleep. Apparently, both boys did too. We went down a 15-foot embankment. If it weren't for my boyfriend who woke in time to catch me from flying through the windshield and the winch my dad had on the front of the car, I wouldn't be here today. I refused medical treatment when the paramedics finally showed. I snuck out. I didn't want to be caught. It didn't matter. I was caught. My dad's truck stuck in a ravine inches away from a massive tree. He was out of town. The police officer called my mom to alert her there had been an accident. A parent's worst nightmare. Can you imagine? She thought I was in bed sleeping. She came and got me and took me home. When I got inside, I looked in the mirror. My tongue was hanging there. She had to then take me to the emergency room where I got stitches, and we both ended up on separate hospital beds. She fainted from all the goings-on. Life got tough after this. I felt terrible for putting my parents through such an event. I wasn't strong enough or didn't have the mental clarity to realize I could lean on them for help. Instead, I stayed with the boyfriend. He wasn't a good influence to begin with, but after this event, he became worse. I'm sure it had to do with the chaos of the situation. His parents worried about the legal ramifications that came with this accident. There was an increased amount of attention at school. Me showing up to school winning homecoming princess on crutches, barely showered and covered in head-to-toe bruises. When you have a near-death experience like that, you think, why me? Why did I live? You are so appreciative for the second chance of life. But if you're young like I was, you still felt invincible. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. You know what that means? Hearts galore. Social feeds full of flowers and chocolates from those with bays. 
To my single gals, don't let Cupid's bow and arrow puncture a hole in your hopeful spirit. Keep your chin up. The universe is busy locating your perfect match who will be revealed to you in due time. Keep the faith. Shift your focus from what's missing to all you're grateful for, like your girls. Look out for my Valentine's Day digital Valentines to send to your crew and take advantage of the buy one, get one Valentine's Day special on the Empowerment Pen Collection. Use code YSCGDAY at checkout. Make her Valentine's Day special by sending her some love and reminding her why she's such a catch. So terrifying thinking back on that. My second traumatic experience in high school was being sexually assaulted. I can't tell you which came first, the car accident or the assault, as my brain has diluted both memories, I'm sure, to protect me. Again, I asked myself, why me? He could have had any girl he wanted. He was popular. He was good looking. He didn't have to do what he did. But at that time, I didn't realize his why didn't matter. He did what he did, and he left me to deal with the repercussions. Shame, guilt, isolation, loss of self, low self-esteem. I could go on. It took me years to realize it wasn't my fault, that I don't have to be defined by this event, that I am whole and strong, and I could share my story in hopes to help someone else who's dealing with a similar circumstance or experience. Not all major events in my life were trauma. At 17, I made the best decision I could have, even if the motivating factors weren't what they should have been. I moved away. I left my old hometown in the rearview mirror, and mom and I road tripped to San Diego where I started a new chapter. I had a clean slate. I went to Point Loma Nazarene University. My dorm had an ocean view. I was about as far away from my family as I could be, which was hard. I didn't necessarily fit in a school like that. I felt like I was the odd man out, having had sexual experiences, one of which was haunting me, having had a near-death experience, which literally still haunted me. I finally broke up with a high school boyfriend about a semester into my freshman year. It was wild to go from partying in high school to potentially facing a fine for consuming alcohol if I was caught in college. While most people were living their best party lives in college, I was praying before history tests volunteering at the church. While most people were living their best party lives in college, I was praying before history tests. I was volunteering at the church and trying to save the souls of others while not even being connected with my own. Good men asked me out. Men who came from solid families. Men who had the best of intentions, but I couldn't date them. I didn't value them. I needed someone to fix, someone who came from nothing. Someone who'd understand me and allow me to wallow in self-pity when I needed to. I was broken. I confided in my RA. I finally told my mom. I went to a therapist. I wasn't honest in my sessions. I couldn't say these things out loud. I didn't want someone to feel sorry for me. I didn't want to be judged. In hindsight, maybe I was okay being broken all the time. I was empty. I had great experiences in college. I traveled. I studied abroad. I can't even imagine how I did it now, realizing that all I was going through. But I did. I packed my suitcase full of tampons. Yes. I don't know what mom and I thought, but I guess we thought London had a tampon shortage. (laughs) So we emptied at least four Costco-sized boxes into my oversized suitcase. London was again a chance to become a brand new person. No past. A clean slate. 
I could do an entire episode on the benefits of studying abroad. It was a pivotal point to my healing. When I got back to the States, I learned that my assaulter had taken his own life. This was hard. It was hard to hear people put him on a pedestal. It was hard to hear his praises being sung. It was hard to hear stories recollected from the past, stories that I preferred to keep buried. I realized the apology I had wanted, sought after from him, the answer to my question, why me, would never be answered by him. I graduated in four years. I remember commencement day. Mom and my aunt so proud, crying as I made my way down the steps to get my diploma. I had no idea what was next. I just knew I needed to stay in Southern California. It was now home. I loved it there. So I did and I had to make it work because it's so much more expensive than the cost of living where I'm from. This is where I started a job where I met my ex-husband. I'm not going to touch on much of our relationship or why it didn't work, as you can listen to my first few episodes in season one where I reveal that whole story. But this is also a pivotal time in my story because I endure another traumatic experience. Divorce. Since 41% of first marriages end in divorce, I know there are a lot of you who can relate to this life experience. Divorce was probably the first trauma I didn't ask myself. Why me? I didn't need to. I knew. I also knew that I would never have gotten out on my own. I would have continued to live unhappy because I grew up thinking divorce was bad or means you failed or you'd given up. When we take recollection of the events in our life that shape us, the traumas we overcome, the milestones we reach, they help mold us into the human beings we are today. They reveal our strength, our character, our resilience, our ability to respond rather than react. If we can look at these experiences as means to learn, maybe instead of asking ourselves, why me? We ask, what is the lesson here to be had? We'll find ourselves progressing rather than stuck on a hamster wheel, reliving past mistakes, past traumas, past situations that don't really define us, but rather groom us for greatness. If I said this to my 15-year-old self, she would have rolled her eyes and thought she knew better than my 39-year-old self. She wasn't as mature, she wasn't as worldly, and she wasn't ready to accept the collections of moments that would shape her life forever, whether they be enlightening or traumatic. But my 39-year-old self, she knows the truth. Recovery and growth is a choice, a choice I make every single day. I no longer ask myself, why me? I find the lesson and I make sure I've learned it. You know what happens if you haven't? (laughs) The universe will remind you and you will find yourself repeating that class from the universe, whether you want to be enrolled in it or not. So I share my story today with all of you because you too can be free from the why me. I'm no different than you. I simply made a choice, and you can too. If you're ready to make that step, I encourage you to join the You're Such a Catch private group on Facebook, a place for us to support one another, share our stories, our healing, and our growth. Any progress is progress as we strive to be the best version of ourselves. Thanks. 
Thanks for tuning into your Such a Catch. I hope my story inspires you to evaluate how you're living your life. No journey is perfect. Changing your path may require effort. And when we put forth that effort and we look inward, that's where the real magic begins. Please message me at Erin at You're Such a Catch and let me know if this episode resonated. I'd be thrilled to be your cheerleader and support you as you make progress. Until next week, stay strong, stay beautiful, stay true to you.